0: It's time to shoot the (laughs) ball. This candid audio-only segment provides our guests an opportunity to rant, vent, expound, and share their hearts. We never know what's going to happen during Shoot the Bowl, but we promise that no animals are actually harmed as we love our bovine buddies here at the zoo. All views expressed by our guests are not necessarily shared by us here at the zoo, but mostly, yeah.
1: So, we are here with Stephen Mammal today, and it's time for Stephen to shoot the ball. We've had yeah. his interview. But behind the scenes, uh, we, you got into a little bit about uh, every, every, being a performance coach and how everybody that gets a little insight wants to take off with that. Stephen, what do you think, uh, what's, what's behind the scenes that, that people either need to watch out for or just, you know, be aware of and, and uh, laugh a little bit?
0: You know, That's a a very good question. I've never quite thought about it exactly like that, but what pops into my head, and I highly recommend uh, following those pictures, uh, that's called first guessing, not second guessing. Um, I read an article a long time ago in Psychology Today, many, many years ago, about chunking and how instinct, intuition, is really what... Uh, kind of parallel to what a computer does when it chunks something mm-hmm. and that the great surgeon who doesn't need to consult the uh, you know books and look at the things he'll come up with this intuitive call about what's wrong with the patient and everybody say oh he's got such great intuition but really what he's doing is just calling upon you know as we were talking earlier that brain it just comes to him because all this knowledge that he's done for so many years integrates and becomes one whereas the beginner has to go symptom page 39 oh yeah okay you know what i'm saying and, and it's methodical so so what people have to watch out for i think are methods Mm. Yep. because methods can very frequently supersede what's present in the individual. And because methods and step-by-step systems sell better. Right. They do.
1: That's They want a magic bullet. If you do, this, do. this, this, this.
0: And I won't Mm -hmm. mention somebody I spoke to yesterday who is uh, a well-known, like, growing person in the information marketing who uh, was referred to me, Information Marketing World, and I kept explaining to him the process, and he wanted more, you know? And I understand that because it's how his mind works is very methodically, Mm -hmm. but... Some things just don't have a step by step. The step by step starting point. <laughs> so, but you
1: have to you have to come from the heart, and and have knowledge. I, I think that's something too. Uh, well, you've seen there's newscasters, and they don't they haven't thought in there. You can right. tell. There's ones like, remember Walter Cronkite and oh people God. like that. They did, I, I actually lived across the street from Walter Cronkite's research assistant. Whoa. He retired, and he was a brilliant, brilliant man, and we got to know him and his wife, and he said, you would not believe the level of research that I had to do every day for Walter, right. and Walter was doing re- just as much research, too, and, and people that will... will Back to the mastery thing that we were talking about in the in the previous thing, if you're going to dedicate yourself to whatever you're doing to a level of mastery, it comes through. Absolutely. More than a formula, and you can have a step-by-step method like what you were just saying, and be a total fail because there's no substance inside you to bring out.
0: That's right, and another way that that can be a problem is because you're not dealing with the actual person you're dealing with the step Mm. you know so you're right in a lot on a lot of levels Um, but yeah uh, I mean I think one of the things that you can, can do is ask yourself are you experiencing change now is there a difference, Mm. and if you're experiencing shift, difference, it doesn't even have to be the whole thing together, but if change is happening, and what the person's saying is making sense to then you're in the right place, Mm -hmm. however, if they're saying, just wait, just wait, you know, it's like uh, when I just used to teach voice, one of the big things where teachers would spend three months on breathing with a client, like mm-hmm. that was their answer because that's what they had. Yeah. You know.
1: When you're a hammer, all you see are nails.
0: Oh, I love that one. I forgot about that one. <laughs> I love that one. Let's shoot the bull with it. <laughs> Ooh. Um, so, uh, but also, you're you're right. It's 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 the the this balance between structure and flow. Right. That enable. That, that, that really enables mastery. And if you think about it this way, you can listen to jazz players and some people listen to a jazz person improvise and the further outside they're playing, the further bizarre it seems and like they're not nothing that makes any sense is happening. But if you understand the underlying structures, oh, hey, yeah. everybody's gotta be playing the same uh, song form.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everybody's gotta go to the, the chorus at the same time. You know
1: and they, and they weave it back in
0: that's
1: it yeah, yeah. But you don't you never get those high notes you never get that range you never get that experience and I think that's where, where' people that insist on this this heavy structure to the degree of of where it's stifling you don't get any artistry you don't get any magic you don't get any miracles
0: yeah I agree and uh, I'll uh, since we're, we're in the bovine mood, um, I'll, 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 I'll uh, uh, oh, I hate this, kill a sacred cow here. You know, it's another one, it's like, sh- uh, let's kill two birds with one stone. Why would you want to kill one bird with one stone? I don't understand why you'd be already onto two, this doesn't make any sense. But anyway, sh- killing the sacred cow is the whole idea of wax on, wax off. You know, everybody knows um, uh, the karate period wax on, wax off, and that's idolized so much. Well, maybe in a certain culture at a certain time in history, but this is a different world, and people have the need for cognitive and experiential, Mm -hmm. and when the two are balanced, then I watch the greatest magic happen if somebody keeps going wax on wax off it is very hard for a Western mind and right now even for an Eastern mind to be doing that without part of their mind going what the heck am I doing this for you know that's not the best receptive state to be in however if you context things by saying here's a concept you may not understand this fully right now, but if you sort of get it, that's why we're doing wax on wax off. Oh, okay, and you relax. Mm-hmm. People will do it a little bit more with less question.
1: And also what you focus on and what you do repeatedly, it like builds little train tracks in your brain. Right. And if you so if you're in that wax on wax off and the method and and structure that's not inspired or it's not responsive to changes and things like that, because we live in such a changing world. Right. Then, whenever you're faced with a new challenge and new change, you want to start back, or go back to that car and wax on, wax off. When right. That's not the purpose of it anymore. You don't need to go back to the beginning.
0: That's right. What was the fundamental underlying principle? Yes, that made you decide to put some wax on and take yes. it off?
1: Because we don't have time. We are in a very flat, very global, very connected world. and you know thinking of, I, I had a speaking thing last night, and we had a Google update over the weekend, and you and I have talked about some technical things that everything got rearranged, and we have no control over that. We have no notice of that happening so you know in in the technical field and where people are doing internet marketing and things like that they're just in a panic right now trying to figure out what it all means how the structures changed how to access things uh, if you have to if you said oh well i'm going to have to go back to college and takes computer science classes again you're never ever going to get anywhere because the, you know things happen in two months And and the average thing that you learn in college, as is like a 10-year cycle. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The information that when I got my MBA, I had a professor. I had like two professors actually. They were really good, and they would not use a textbook. They had everything. They said everything that's in all the textbooks that we could choose is 10 years old. It's completely irrelevant as far as marketing and 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 you know like the math with the MBA and the business planning and all that. Right. That's the structure, that's the same. Right. But as far as things that are changing in the marketplace and ways of connecting and, and all that, that's just such a rapid pace that you have to have the mindset that I can learn this, I can get the distinction. And I'm if I don't I'm not getting it, I'm gonna work with somebody that can get me on track. Right. That really knows what they're doing. Right. We can't all learn everything.
0: No. No, but you know you, you, you raise an, a very interesting point and something that I keep threatening to do a chart about and I will at some point which is we're talking about the difference between a principle and the technology that manifests that principle so if we go back and this I mean I'm sure it was way back before that but if we go back to Buddhism and the main concepts of Buddhism. Two of the main precepts are one, clear seeing. Mm. Right? Clear seeing and compassion and the other one's compassion and embracing. And and ultimately what we're talking about is finding a distance between your feeling and the reality of what you have to believe and see mentally so for instance that it's spoken about watch a bad feeling pass like clouds going across a sky you know sometimes they block the Sun sometimes they don't the Sun never disappears but you're just observing as an observer these shifting patterns fast-forward to neuro-linguistic programming what's one of the cores of that Dissociation.
1: Yeah.
0: Sit in a the movie theater.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Watch your fear play out on the screen. And as a matter of fact, then take it another step back. Go up into the film booth, watching yourself in the theater, watching the film. That's the same thing as Buddhism. And if you move on forward to the forum, you know people know about the forum and um, uh, um, <laughs> I forgot what it's called, but uh, you, you, I think that people will know there's a whole other technology this is just another technology for accomplishing these basic underlying principles of, of distance from identifying with an emotional experience about that being about my life
1: because this is this is all pretend yeah yeah it, and, so. and and I, I believe that it's our connection and what we learn from each other and with each other. Yes, it's what we're here for and not uh, not necessarily accomplishing these 15 objectives or wealth or stature or fame. It, have you learned to love? Have you learned to hope? Have you learned to be thankful? Have right. you learned that 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 you are far more than everything happening around you? Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, fundamental, core things, and and back to your uh, talking about the technology and talking about the change in Google. You know, we were talking um, about the lower third when mm-hmm. before the uh, before our um, lower third is uh, for those who, people who are listening is a little band across the bottom like you see on a newscaster that says who the newscaster is and where they are and where that was in this well it's some people obsess about where's the lower third but if you go back 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 to the beginning why do I need a lower third I need a lower third because I want you to know who I am and so that you can connect with me so it's fundamentally how do I make a connection with you and how does this technology and this is the intersection that I really love the intersection between technology and our communication how does the technology empower that to happen Mm -hmm. and so we just need to look for how do I do this thing that I know I need to do in this particular technological setup
1: yeah and that's where the mindset of give me a method Give me the tech. Give me the rules. Give me the structure. That insistence. That, and I work. I like I said. I work with sciences, engineers, and people like that. And that's their pattern. That's their training. That's where they feel safe. Right. And so you have to. You have to be able to. You know. Give them that enough that they can let go a little bit. Absolutely. Absolutely. but, but people get so rigid and they miss the whole thing with connecting and that's that's what i when i work with people uh on their social media and their even their internet marketing i say it's it's far less important about the technique and the tactics and, and things like that because those are are constantly shifting constantly changing what's important Absolutely. is authenticity transparency integrity adding value profitability and is what you're doing going to make a difference and matter? Sure. And, and can, I ask can you we a, do something together? Yeah. Uh, I
0: know this is kind of like flipping the tables, but we're shooting the bull, right? Yep. Um, what do those things mean to you? And I ask this question because I know you know what you're talking about. But I think things like authenticity, like you know, connection, like all these words that we use can become the new marketing phrase yeah. rather than the reality. So what are those things? What are the things that, <laughs> connect? you know what I'm saying?
1: Yep. And I think of it, um, I learned a lot. I, I worked on a, a thing years back called the MomBA because I have six children.
0: Oh, I love that. And so there was a distinct
1: parallel when I went back to school and got my MBA when my kids were mostly grown, it was very interesting how many leadership principles, communication principles, planning principles that I had used as a parent and running a large household and dealing with interpersonal things and dealing with school things and dealing with, with that end of my life. Plus, I also had... a had a business operating the whole time too, that had employees and everything.
0: You're lazy, But, it?
1: but the principles of connection, like, like like for example, authenticity. If I want to if I were to kill a cow, authenticity would be the, my number one cow to kill. I hate. Let, it.
0: Let's get out the axe, <laughs> gun,
1: whatever. Slaughter it. You should only give people as much authenticity as what you are good with and they're good with. Beautiful. You have to you have to live and you, and to me that it all goes back to integrity. Can I lay my head on the pillow at night in peace and know that I have done my best with what I had to work with today? and have I been kind and have you know had, had a day that I'm proud of? Yeah. Or, or you know when I haven't because we all have days or we not? Oh, so baby. good. Hurt people. Um, have I made peace with that as much as I can? To me, that's that's really is the bottom line. And can and can I engage in my life and my work and my relationships with things that when I wake up in the morning I am excited for the day. I cannot yeah. wait to see what's going to happen. Yeah. If you have those, the, the beginning and the end and that's all in alignment, and you, you I think you're living an authentic life and you'll bring that in to everything that you're doing and saying and creating.
0: <laughs> Pardon me, you know it's funny because in a way, remember I told you my two, um, uh, my ritual of two things? Yes. In a way, you're almost saying the exact same thing, you've got it bookended, you walk I've into got the day. I've bookended
1: my whole day, Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah you know it, that's that's really that's really beautiful um, and, and you also remind me of uh, one of the things that I watch people do to undermine themselves which is things that are um, that originally come from a very core place that of truthful behavior that then become described like... Um, authenticity, people start disconnecting from the what that experience is, and they start doing authenticity as a technique. Mm-hmm. And there was a movie I watched once where a guy is married, and the ex-husband comes around, and the ex-husband, very nice guy, and he's a hugger, and he always says, looks deeply into the eyes and goes, how are you? And holds the eyes, and the guy is uh, Okay, Uh, this is a little weird, but you know those people who feel like they have to do connection as a technique. Mm. And uh, another example of that is watching people, um, uh, you know, who have been told use people's names when they're speaking. Mm -hmm. And so uh, here's your lower third that I'm looking at. Yeah, because we're still, you and I are still on video, though we're using just audio. And I'll go. So eyeballs down onto the label. Catherine, how are you doing today? It's like, oh my god. That just doesn't feel that. You just burned a bridge. You didn't build one. Right.
1: I always just look people in the eye, which I can do because I can look myself in the eye. Yeah, here you go. And I don't care what their name is. I don't care how big they are, small they are, what color they are, all that. Is their soul connecting with my soul? Are they aware? Are they alive? Do they have value? I know they do cuz I know that I do. Yeah. and, hey. oh, and I might get their name wrong. But, you know, do you feel it? I yeah. I had a friend that I had a friend that at age 54 died. She just she had a brain aneurysm and she dropped dead. Oh, I'm sorry. And she was my travel agent and it was very sudden. She had a big family and and you know, funeral 300 people and just everybody just wailing, what are we going to do without Annette? Not because she was a travel agent, but, but she yeah. had people from her church, had people from her uh, business groups, and she had her family, and they all were getting up one by one and saying what a difference she made, and they all said the same exact thing. When you were with Annette, you felt like you were the most important person in the whole world at that moment.
0: Wow.
1: What a tribute.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: and she that was she had transformed three hundred people's lives.
0: Yeah,
1: and she wasn't super famous. She wasn't super successful career wise, but a highly highly successful human being. Yeah, and oh. she because she taught by doing it how how valuable that was. Because when you feel that with somebody, you want to you want to do it.
0: Oh yeah, oh if yeah, you're aware. Absolutely, and, and I had a, an interesting experience, somewhat similar, on Sunday, which was about four days ago now. Um, my brother-in-law's father passed away, mm-hmm. and he it was a celebration of his life on Sunday, mm-hmm. and it was at the seniors' home where he lived, and many many people gathered and. Uh, uh, Pinky, as he was known, um, was a big spirit and big guy. And, you know, in his in just about 80, he went on the peace march. You know, I mean, he was well into his age; almost 90. And person after person got up and did a tribute. And one person just about how he affected their lives. And one person talked about, uh, you know, Paul would go into a restaurant, and before he left. Every single waitress, every single busboy knew his name. They were he was back in the kitchen. The cook was coming out, and so he used to go to this one restaurant all the time with this gentleman and his wife who were giving a tribute. And he said, Paul knew everybody, and and you know when he stopped getting around, I went back to the restaurant that waitress came up and said, where is he? And they said, oh, you know, Paul's uh, not able to get here anymore. Oh, well, they started talking about him. And now every time this guy goes to the restaurant, everybody still comes out and gathers around the memory and the energy that Paul left. So I just, I I had my little tape recorder out and I, I, and I, the taper glitters, is not you know my little digital thing I'm like the ripples we leave in our life, you know, and that's what you're talking about is what that lasting effect. And even if it's only a hundred years, even if it's only fifty years past our passing, you know? What a legacy.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Stephen memo. we could go on. Yes. But we can't.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: So oh. People can reach you at Steven Memel. It's spelled dot com, yeah. And there will be links if you're listening to it on podcast in the description and the show notes. And then also uh, there's going to be lots of links for other things that Stephen has coming up. So I want to thank you uh, for being so generous with your time and your wisdom and your insight and your heart. Thank Your you, Catherine. came through at the zoo. Thank you. There yeah, you. Thank you. <laughs> All, right. All right. And bye bye.
0: We hope you've enjoyed this Shoot the bowl segment. You can find our regular podcast programming through the links provided on our bigbusinesszoo.com website. This has been a production of Big Business Zoo Media and Big Business Zoo LLC, all rights reserved.